Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. was a year in my life that a lot of the seemed like perfect storms started gathering. I found myself in a place I'd never been before, and that was I was really, really stressed out, very anxious, almost to the point of having panic attacks. And it led me to a state of depression. I had never faced depression in my life. People would talk to me about depression, and I would try to empathize with them, but, but I'd never experienced it before, so I had no clue. But in 2007, I did. With all a lot of personal things going on, a lot of uh, things with, with our church was going on, it was, a, it was a very, very difficult time. And so I found myself sitting in a counselor's office asking for help. I needed help because I was going under and I didn't know how to stop it. And so I went to the, the first thing the counselor said to me was this. He said, well, Jeff, what we're going to do is that we're just going to dig around and we're going to find the root cause of all that's going on with you. And I thought, well, have at it, buddy. You know, you need, you need to bring some garden tools next week or something. I don't know. And sure enough, about three weeks into that, he said, Jeff, I think I've discovered your root cause of all this, the anxiety that you're facing, the fear, and the anger. I figured it out. And so I want you to know, I was the kind of guy that I went to my counseling session. I always had a notebook and a pen because I like, I'm, fix me, make me better. Yeah. And so I got right up on the edge of my seat, and I was like ready to, to write it down. I said, okay, tell me, what is it? And before I tell you what it was, I want to tell you that probably, probably, the majority of these people in this room right now, it's your root cause of your anxiety and stress as well. It's not just my issue. I, I found out this probably yours. And you want to know what he said? Anybody want to know what he said? Okay, thank you. There's three people. All right, well, I'll talk to you guys afterwards. The rest of you, now we're not going to say it. <laughs> So I'm sitting there, I'm like, I got my pen ready because, I mean, it's been, it's been a very difficult time. And he said, Jeff, here's the problem. You don't trust God. Uh. Slam my notebook together. Yeah. Listen, buddy, don't tell me I don't trust God. I get up every morning at 6 a.m. I talk to him first. I read his word every day. I, I'm a tithe payer. I'm a giver. And I, uh, I pastor this church. I've been pastoring my church at that time for about 10 or 15 years. Don't tell me I don't trust God. You don't, you don't know what trusting God is yourself. Yeah. You ever get defensive like that when somebody tells you the truth? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, you know what? Hey, I was paying for this. So I wasn't paying for that no more. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? You know, if a pastor doesn't say what you like, you just find you another church. Doctor says what you don't like, you just find you another doctor, right? Counselor says what you don't like, you find another counselor. That's what I said I'm going to do. I'm out of here. 
And I walked out, and then I thought about it overnight, and I thought about it the next week. I made another appointment. I went back in like this. You're right. Maybe that's what you're facing today. That I, if I could tell you if, you, if we went to the root of the issue. Now, you say, well, Pastor Jeff, you don't know who I'm married to. You don't know who my parents are. You don't know my job. No, I don't know any of that. But I can tell you if you want to get down to the root of the problem. That's good. Maybe it's that you don't trust God. That's good. The wisest man that ever lived called Solomon he said, this is going to be an issue, and so let me go ahead and tell you what to do with anxiety and stress. And we're, we're completing this series called Stress Out. He says this in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Look what he says. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and in all of your ways, in all of your ways, and he shall direct your path. But the first thing is Trust. I just want to direct my path. I don't want to do the other parts. Do you? Yeah. Trusting. Trusting something I can't see. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So I, what I like to do is I like to do with you is I like to paraphrase what Solomon said. I can't add to it what I like to paraphrase it in a manner that you can remember, okay? You may not be able to quote that verse, but you can remember this. And so it's, it's coming up on the screen. I want you to say it with me. You ready? I want you to say it loud and proud. Here we go. You ready? When my stress goes down, my trust in God. My stress goes down when my trust in God goes up. It doesn't work the other way. It does work the other way. I mean, like, if you don't trust God, it will work. When your trust in God goes down, your stress will go up. Amen, everybody? When you start playing God and when you say, I got this figured out, and you become the God of the world, your universe, then my friend, yes, your stress load is going to go up. You were not created to be God. You're not a God. You're a human being and you need a God. Amen? Amen. It's this truth that I want to convey to you today. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So how to stop being overwhelmed by stress? And I just want to tell you something. I'm going to teach you a lesson today that I'm still working on. I have not mastered this. I'm working on it with you. So the first thing I would tell you, the first thing is that if we're going to stop being overwhelmed by stress, number one is this. Would you write this down? Is keep your focus on the Lord. Now, that sounds so elementary, but it is so true. It's a principle that we forget. Proverbs 3 and 5, the eighth portion of that version, he says, Trust. Would you say the word trust? Trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have you ever, how many, many of you probably are saying with me, like, you know, I would love to trust, but I don't know how to trust. Amen. And I want to tell you, that's why we're talking today, because the way that you trust is that you have to keep your focus. You have to stay focused on the Lord. That's what, staying focused on God, staying focused on God is what builds that. In Matthew 14, in the New Testament, we find the story of a guy by the name of Simon Peter. This guy, was, he, was, he was the one that was ready to do anything. He was sort of the hothead in the, in the group of Jesus' followers. 
And one day, Jesus said, listen, he had just done a miracle of feeding the 5,000. They'd been a part of that, and they were all feeling great about it. And Jesus said, listen, you guys, you 12, get in a boat. You go across the lake. It's called the Sea of Galilee. It was seven, seven miles wide, 13 miles long. You go across this lake, and when I'm going to meet you on the other side. And sure enough, they get in the boat, and they get in the, when they get in the boat, they start rowing across. They're professional fishermen. Just go across. And then all of a sudden, a storm comes up. I'm not talking about just a little storm. I'm talking about a, a huge storm, so much that it, it made those grown men almost wet their pants that were fishermen because they were crying like little babies. Yeah. Oh, you don't read the Bible like I do. I'm sorry. You've got to have a little, you know. So they, they start, we know they were, they were crying and they were scared because they were fearful, fearful for their life. And they look out. This is how we know they were really, really scared is because they look out and in the middle of the storm, the, the, I mean, the boat's rocking and railing. I mean, it's like, you know, on the barren sea, on the deadliest catch. I mean, this going, the waves are rocking. And then they look out and they see something coming through them. And they see, it, it looks like a person. They said, oh no, we're going to die. And a ghost is coming to get us. He saw a ghost. They don't know we're seeing ghosts. It's bad. Hallucination. And only to be Jesus walking on the water. Jesus gets close to them. And they call out to him. And Jesus tells them it's him. And Simon says, if it's you, Lord, let me come with you. I want to I walk on the water with you. And now remember, it's not like calm. The waves are still going. The storm's still happening. And Jesus said, come. And so Simon puts one foot outside the boat. And all of a sudden, he, he puts his foot down. And it feels like he's walking on concrete. He's got a strong footing. And he's got a, he said, okay, I'm going to pull my other leg out. And he pulls his other leg. And he's like, man, he's looking at Jesus. And he's standing strong on those waves. I mean, baby, he's riding some waves. And he keeps his eyes on Jesus. Every step, there's like concrete under his foot. But something happens. All of a sudden, he realizes, hey, I'm in the middle of this lake. This storm's going on. And there's waves. And he takes his eyes off of Jesus. He begins to look down at his circumstance. So this can't happen. And when he lost focus of Jesus and he started focusing on his circumstance, all of a sudden, he began to sink. I want to tell you something. When you lose your focus, your circumstances change. And you'll begin to sink. It's amazing to me, you know, that fear, fear is not an action. Fear is a reaction to circumstances. Faith is not an action. It's a reaction according to God's word. Amen? Amen. And he begins to sink. Fix your focus on Jesus. Matthew, Jesus said it this way, Matthew 6, He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And would you read those three words that are underlined? You ready? All these things, all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be worried about what? Tomorrow. tomorrow. Don't be worried about tomorrow. Don't be worried about tomorrow. Don't be worried about tomorrow. Would you call me tomorrow and tell me not to worry about tomorrow? Don't we need that reminder, all of us? Don't be worried about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. There's problems that I'll have tomorrow that I don't know that I got today. You know what I'm saying? Like today, I got to enjoy today because tomorrow brings more problems. I got to enjoy today. And so do you. He says, don't worry, do that. 
It is sufficient for the day its own trouble. So you have to set reminders. What, what, this is what I like to tell you, is that you're going to steer to where you stare. Yes. Yes. You're going to steer to where you stare. Yes. I've told you this before, but I live on a very busy road. And I cannot wave at people when I go check my mail. I have to act like the most stuck-up person you've ever seen. Because I go to my mailbox like this. I, I'm not looking at anybody. Because the moment that I wave at somebody, guess what they do? And they about run me over. You steer to where you stare. And so keep your focus on Jesus. And when you keep your focus on Jesus, you keep steering toward God, even though the waves are rolling in and they begin to roll and the thunder rolls and the storm rolls and the job begins to fail and the children drive you crazy. And you don't know what you're going to do with that man you're married with, but you just keep your focus on Jesus. Amen. Amen. When you keep your focus on Jesus, you steer to where you stare. And that's why Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first, not last. First the kingdom of God. That's why reading the Bible is important. Why? Because it keeps you focused on Jesus. That's why praying is important. You keep your focus on Jesus. Say, you know what? Well, I don't understand the Bible. Don't worry about it. You keep reading. It's not about what you're getting out of it. It's about what's getting in you. Changes everything. And that's why we have groups. You know, it's troubling to me as a pastor because I begin to see things happening in people's lives. Do you know that, that divorce right now is higher now than it's been in decades through this pandemic? Do you know that they're trying to teach special classes on college campuses for, sui- to, for suicide prevention because it's so high in the 20-somethings? You see, when you separate God from the world, when you take the church away from the world, you say, you can't go, you can't be a part. And, and what's, what's happened is, is we lose our focus. And when we lose our focus on God, there is no hope yes. outside of God. Amen? Amen? And so I want to do everything as your pastor, everything. Those of you that are online, I want to do everything that I can to help you. And so that's why I would challenge you to get in a group. There's a, there's a list of them in your program out there. Get in a group. Do this spiritual growth series with us. Listen, when you get in a group, nobody's going to ask you, you know, about, you know, the, about uh, explaining how did, God get, how did God come into existence. You know, I, I get asked that question all the time. Well, how did God get here? I, well, I don't know. When we get there, we'll ask him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's going to ask you questions like that that freak you out. Just go. Online as well. You can do them virtually if you like to, but please sign up for a group. You can do it on your app or, or there's a, uh, again, there's the brochures there and in your hands and we have a connection card. We want everybody to fill this out each week, please, as well. Be a part of that. You know, we understand connection and, and I want to encourage you. You know, like we even did a, a Thursday morning service through this pandemic. We started this lately so people that can't get out and get around people because they have issues, physical issues that they They have to be careful. We do a 1030 service right now, just temporarily, uh, for people that need that. And so we have mask only. And and so if that's you and you want to come to church and 1030 works for you on Thursday morning, please feel free to come with your mask. We want to make sure that you have people in your life. All right. So remember we said we're going to paraphrase Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Look what it says. You ready on the screen? Let's say it together. Here we go. Ready? My stress goes down when my trust in God goes up. My stress goes down. So do you need stress to go down? That's the question. Do I need my stress to go down? So that means I've got to raise my trust in God. 
The second thing that I would tell you how to stop being overwhelmed with stress is this, is give yourself a break. Woo, give yourself a break. Why don't you just say this? Would you just take your finger and point to yourself and say, give me a break. Come on, ready? Come on. Give me a break. That's right. Not everybody else. No, you give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Look what the last part of that verse says. He says this, Proverbs 3, 5, the B portion of that. He says, and lean not to your own understanding. When you lean to what you know, you get messed up. Because, see, God knows so much more that you don't know. He sees around the corner. You only see what you see. And if you lean to your own understanding, man, it's going to be over, right? Because you can't make any sense of what's going on, and you can't figure out how it's going to get better. And you're just like, ah. But we got to understand that God's got it around the corner. Let me tell you how you give yourself a break. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Amen. Amen. Stop comparing yourself. It's amazing. That's what social media has done, right? I mean, we scroll through social media and we see everybody's picture of their best. You see, we start comparing, we start comparing our, what's going on the inside of us, what we're feeling on the inside to what we see on the outside of everybody else. And let me just tell you something. Just because they took the perfect picture does not mean that they're perfect. I can tell you, they're jacked up and as screwed up as you are. Amen? They're all messed up. I know that you look, at, you look at me and you think, man, if I could just be like Pastor Jeff, perfection. Come on. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, Lord, I heard that. Don't you know that? <laughs> yeah, right. You, think, you look at Rhonda and I think, oh, if we could just be like them, they have no problems. Let me tell you something. We got problems. Matter of fact, if you don't have any problems, see me tomorrow and I'll give you some. All God's people got problems. And just because you see another couple and they're smiling, listen, they've learned how to do that in a crowd. They've learned how to fight and smile at other people. They can be mad at one another, but say, see somebody, hey, how you doing? Let me tell you something. Right? We all learn how to do that, right? And so just because you see the, those snapshots on, on social media that looks like they got it all together, you don't know, but right after that, they threatened to divorce each other and leave, and, and they th- the child threatened to run away and all this stuff. Amen. Amen. Quit comparing what's going on on the inside of you to what you see on the outside of everybody else because you don't know what's happening with them. Amen, everybody? Amen. The second thing I would say in order to give yourself a break is this, is stop personalizing everything. Stop making it so personal. You know, when you take responsibility for everything that happens in the world, then it's going to sink you. Let me tell you something. Some of your friends are having a bad day, and you think you've got to have a bad day with them. It's okay for you to have a bad day while they're, I mean, have a good day while they're having a bad day. Amen? Some of you are great empathizers. I know. I thank you. Thank you. Your mercy showers. God bless you. We need you. But listen, you don't have to get depressed because everybody else is depressed. Listen, empathize. I'm sorry that happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. But thank God. God's been good to me. Hallelujah, right? You don't have to go down with them. You can't pull them up if you go down with them. See, the one of the things that causes so much problems is blaming You you know, blaming and regret and guilt all have the same thing in common. You know what that is? It's past-focused. 
past focus. It's always about what happened in the past. You know, I wouldn't be, oh, you know, my parents would have been better. I'd be all right. You know, if, if my children would have been better, I'd be all right. I'd have more hair. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blaming. That's good. Regretting. Oh, if I only would have done that, I'd be better today. Well, let me tell you something. Your tomorrow cannot get better as long as you keep looking at yesterday. Amen. You know, it's, it's hard driving a car looking in the rearview mirror all the time, isn't it? Yeah. You're so interested in what's behind you, you're going to run into something in front of you. And you're going to wreck the vehicle. I'm telling you today is that if you can move your eyes from what happened five years ago, two years ago, 15 years ago, or two days ago, if you can let it go and you can move on, then your life's going to be better, amen? amen. It's going to be better, better. Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus said it this way. He said, come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. There's a young man a few years ago. I say a few years ago. I've been the pastor 25 years, so everything seemed like a few years ago to me. We was in our Rex location, and a young man was struggling with an addiction, a drug addiction. And he went to rehab. I didn't see him for several weeks. He went to rehab, and he come back to church. And I said, man, how are you doing? Tell me about it. He said, Pastor Jeff, I went to rehab to discover I didn't have a drug problem. I said, oh, really? I got my, got my attention in. I was like, okay, here we go with denial. You know, I know where that step's at, right? He said, I went, found out I didn't have a drug problem. I said, really? He said, no, Pastor Jeff, I had a God problem. He said, I didn't trust God. I said, well, man, I, I said, you discovered it? He said, yes, I did. He said, Pastor Jeff, I've learned to, to, to trust God. He said, can I show you something? I said, sure. All of a sudden, he started rolling up his sleeve. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on here? He pulled up his sleeve, and he had a big tattoo on his forearm there. It said, let go and let God. I said, my God, I need that tattoo right across my forehead. Every day I look in the mirror and say, let go and let God. Amen? And I want to tell you, if your life's going to get better, if your stress is going to go down, then you're only going to find rest in Jesus Christ. There is no other source. Listen, right now, we're in, we're in a, at the perfect storm. And we've got political issues going on. We've got social issues going on. We've got a pandemic going on. And the world is crazy. Amen? I mean, it's going nuts. And if you keep watching the news, you're going to go nuts too. So you've got to turn up the good news, yeah. Jesus Christ, and you'll find rest in your soul only in Him. Amen? Amen. Amen. He's the Savior of the world. And right now, the world needs to be saved. I'm not it. You're not it. But he's it. And you can hold on to him, and you'll find rest in the midst of the storm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God's called us to be water walkers. Amen. Amen. And right now, we're in the storm, and we have to have Jesus to help us get through the storm. Amen. And if you don't have Jesus, I'm talking about if he's not your Savior, you're not going to make it. Amen. And you don't have to do that. Right now, today, this pastor is throwing out a life preserver to you and saying, listen, here, you don't have to drown. You don't have to go under. Amen. Jesus is reaching out to you right now, and he's just asking you. All you got to do is say, like Peter, Lord, save me. Amen. Why don't we pray that right now? Why don't you just bow your heads with me? Those of you that are watching, Lord Jesus... Right now, we ask you, Lord, there's those in this room that don't have a relationship with you asking, Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. I need a Savior. Yes. 
I can't save myself. Forgive me of my sins and help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give God a hand for those that just received Christ? Listen, if that's you, if you prayed that prayer today, listen, in the house, you can check the card so that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to pray for you. And those of you that are online, you can, you can text to the number you see on the screen or on your connect, digital connection card, but let us know that we can pray for you. Amen? Amen? Okay, let's say our statement again, everybody. Remember, we're summarizing Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You ready? Let's say it. Ready? My stress goes down when my trust in God goes up. That's it. It's the root problem. It's the root problem. The third thing is, is to stop being overwhelmed is do it the Lord's way. Whatever the it is, you do it the Lord's way. Every part of your life, do it the Lord's way. Amen. I'm talking about every aspect of your life, your financial life, your relational life, your sex life, everything God's way. Amen? Amen. I think I covered it all then when I said that. I was like, oh my God, even that. Yes. Amen. Have you ever noticed that when you do things God's way, the sense of peace that you have. I mean, like, like seriously, like you say, okay, well, you know what? This person's been mean to me. They've said all this mean stuff, but I'm not saying anything back. I'm going to be the bigger person. And you do it, maybe that one time. And you just feel so good on the inside, don't you? But those other times, let me tell you something. You beepity, beepity, blankety, blankety, beep, beep. Oh, none of y'all have ever done that, I can tell. Wasn't raised where I was raised. But when you do that, you don't feel so good, do you? Amen. Feel dirty. Yes. And that's why the Bible says this in Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is what? Death. Death. You know what he's talking about there? What sin does? It kills a person you want to be. You now, listen, it's not that we break God's commandments. It's that when we break God's commandments, we become broken. Yes. We become broken. That's good. You will never, ever, you will never be the person that you desire to be living in sin. I don't know how many people I've talked to through the years that said, you know, Pastor, when I was out there doing all of this stuff, that wasn't the real me. Because you'll never be the real you living in sin. You will never be who God created you to be, and you'll never be free as long as you're living in that. That's why God wants to save you from it. So that you can be you. Be the you. John 10 and 10, the Bible says, and the thief comes, Jesus said this, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the what? To the full. You know what that means? Full life, it means that Jesus, when you ask Jesus to save you, he saves you. But to the full means this, is that you realize that you're walking in God's favor. In other words, that God is going before you, and God is around you, and God's got you back. Amen. It reminds me, this person, this person one time said, you know what, said, uh, man, I pray. They pulled into a busy parking lot, and it was like Christmas time, and they wanted to go into Walmart, and they needed a parking space. They said, God, please, I need you to give me a parking space, oh, God. And so they went around the corner. Sure enough, there was one right there. They said, never mind, God, I got one. When you don't realize you got God's favor, that's the way we act, isn't it? No, 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 no. You're not as good as you think you are. It's God's favor. He's been with you. 
You are where you are. All the good that's happened in your life did not just happen by chance. It's because your heavenly father looked down on you and said, that's my child right there, and we're going to give him a break today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are where you are because God smiled on you. All the good things that are happening, every good and perfect gift comes from above, the Bible says. And I want you to know this, God's blessing on your life. And you're favored by God, amen? You need to wake up every morning, look in the mirror and say, I want you to know that you are a child of God and you're favored by God, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, amen? Everything that rises up against you shall fail. It will not succeed because you're favored by God. Wow, I'm glad that the two of us and three of us are enjoying this today. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're favored by God. One other thing, I want to move on. When you do things God's way, God's favor follows you. Yes. When you follow God's ways, God's favor follows you. God, God will never bless something he's cursed. He went there. I don't understand people say, well, you know, I know what the Bible says, but, well, as soon as you show your butt, you're out of the blessing. <laughs> Woo, that was good right there, right? <laughs> right? If you're a parent, you understand that one. You've been a teenager, you understand that your parents said, listen, you keep showing your butt, you're going to be out of here, boy. Yeah. And since you say, God, I know what the Bible says, but yeah. you just cancel the blessing when you take that step. Yeah. No ifs and buts. <laughs> I would tell you something that I would like to invite you to do is next Saturday, we're going to serve our community because we believe in being the light to our world, and we're going to serve at a place called the Dream Center here, here in Henry, Henry County that, that is for underprivileged people, and we're going to go out and serve them, and I want to invite you to go with me. You can sign up on your connection card. We'll send you the information, but next Saturday, we call it Serve Saturday. We do it once a month. Let's go out and make a difference in somebody else's life. Amen? Amen. So you can sign up. The fourth thing is this. The fourth thing is watch the Lord do his part. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Everything else at this point has been up to you. You got to trust the Lord. You got to lean not to your own understanding. You got to acknowledge him. But now it's his part. Remember we talked about Simon Peter, how they went under? But guess what? He looked up and he reached out to Jesus. And when he looked up, Jesus was reaching down for him, saying, I got you. I got you. I read a story in, in Max Licato's book called Anx Anxious for Nothing about little Noah Drew. Little Noah Drew was just shy of his third birthday. His family decided they were getting in the car and they were going to drive to the neighborhood pool. And so his mom got on the steering wheel, the, the family piled in, and they took off. And she wasn't going that fast because the door locks had not automatically dropped down yet. And as she was going along, all of a sudden, she felt something go boom, boom, like she went over a speed bump. She looked back, and the door had went open, and little Noah Drew had fell out of the car, and she ran over him. 
She stopped the car. Her husband jumped out and she jumped out and they found little Noah Drew there with cuts on him and he was bleeding. And so the mom wrapped him up in her arms and, and the dad, they got in the car and the dad rushed her to the emergency room because they could get him there quicker than the EMT could get to them. And they run into the emergency room with the baby crying and bleeding and cutting. The doctors whirled around him, the nurses whirled around him and there they were examining them all over to find out the intensity of the damage. Would he have internal bleeding? Was his bones broken? They were doing x-rays and everything that they could prepared to save this baby's life. But little Noah Drew had no internal injuries and not one broken bone. After all the examination, after everything was done, he was ran over by the car. They saw the tire marks. He should have been dead, but there he was. No broken bones, no internal injury. He was fine except for some scrapes and bruises. That was it. And that night, little Noah Drew's mom come and laid in the bed beside him. She thought he was asleep. And she said a prayer out loud. She said, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for taking care of my baby. And little Noah Drew, who she thought was asleep, turned over and looked at his mom and said, Mommy, I'm okay because Jesus catched me. And her mom said, Really? Jesus caught you? Yes, Jesus catched me, Mommy. He said, I, And I told Jesus, Thank you for catching me. And he said, Jesus said, You're welcome. And the next day, you know, the mom just sort of pushed it off as it was trauma and he was just being a sweet little boy. And then the next day, he came up to his mom and said, Mommy, I want to show you, when Jesus catched me, he had brown hands and he put his hand out just like that, Mommy, when he caught me. Jesus caught me, Mommy. And I said, thank you, Jesus, for catching me. I want you to know that Jesus is here to catch you. Whatever you're going through, it reminds me when our kids were smaller and we would take them swimming and they would, you know, they would have their little floaties on and we would try to get them to get into the, to the deeper water, you know, and, and where it would be about to my waist but be over their heads and they were a little afraid. And they would come to the side of the pool and, and they, they would want to get in and, and they would just go to the edge and back up, go to the edge. I'd say, jump in, jump in. They wouldn't jump in. They'd go to the edge. They'd run and they'd stop right there every time. They'd just freeze. And finally, I'd get into the water. I'd look at Tyler and Caitlin. I'd say, come on, jump. Daddy's here. My arms are out. Said, Daddy's going to catch you. Yes. All you have to do is jump. And they would jump into the water, and I would catch them, and, and they would find security. And they'd say, Daddy, we did it, we did it. And they'd get up and do it again, do it again, and do it again. Today, your heavenly father, your heavenly father's walking by today, and he, he's saying, just jump. I'm here. My arms are outstretched. Just jump. Just jump. Just say, God, I, I've got to have you. I need you today. And today, will you jump? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. 
God bless you. Have a wonderful day.